Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is March the 1st, oh my lord, 2021, it's already March, strong hand, long-term thinking, Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin, it's unconfiscatable, don't FOMO on alts, have a backbone, anti-chaos, be a unique beast, I'm offended by selling, compete, don't complain, we're going to talk about that today, hello my elite friends, check out Friday's show, it's linked to below, best freaking guest in the space I bring you here, all right, if you've got questions, I have answers, type in Bitcoin Meister, do a super chat, get my attention, 21 Bitcoin, right now, 21 Bitcoin, make you a freaking millionaire, all right, so uh, I just want to announce, I'll, everyone knows I'll be back in Baltimore on April 24th for pass, I mean, for March, on March 24th for Passover, I'm in Miami now, but then I'll be, I'll just be in Baltimore for a short time in the sea, April 6th to May 11th, April 6th to May 11th in Nashville, then I'm going back to Miami until June the 8th, okay, uh, and of course I will be at the Bitcoin Magazine event on June 4th and 5th in Miami, pound that freaking like button, I look forward to meeting you guys uh, at that event, or maybe in Nashville, maybe when I'm here, the, the, the next couple of weeks, I'm still here in uh, uh, where in Miami. And I, of course, I'll meet none of you in Baltimore because they're like hardly any of you there. All right. So, and I got to, you know, I got got password things to do there. Coinbase is a gift to Bitcoin. Oh, my Adam. That sounds like. Uh, well, are you going to get sent to the Bitcoin Inquisition for saying that? Yes. Yes, I am. This this is about using your head. Critical thinking about the Coinbase situation. First of all, the Coinbase situation that it there it's going public very soon. This is insider information of a sort. Okay, it really is. It's out there. People know about it. But you know, we have a weekend like we just had a weekend where the the, the price went down five thousand dollars, whatever it went down. Everyone thinks it's the end of the world. You do realize that when Bit, when Coinbase goes public, what's going to happen? I mean, it's, it's going to go up in price, Bitcoin, okay? This is going to be a huge news story. Mainstream, I mean, they are a profitable company already going public. A profitable tech company that's very rare, very, very rare. So they're going to do us a lot of good when they go public, okay? Um, it, might, it might take Bitcoin to a whole new level for all we know. But we have, we have people ignoring that, you know, focusing – fixating on old FUD, this is out there. And you, you're probably saying, well, it's, it's it's the price is baked into the cake already. It's priced. No, it's not. It's not because people would rather worry about all the nonsense that they bring up every moment that Bitcoin goes down. Um, this They're going to be an incredibly powerful, profitable company uh, known throughout the entire world. Uh, Facebook, we're going to talk about that in a second. In a sense, they are going to be the next Facebook. So this is going to happen. A Facebook-like company is about to enter the scene in, in terms of going public. You, you don't think that's going to help Bitcoin? You don't think that's good for holders like us? It is going to be freaking awesome. Should, you know, fair, go back in time to the summer of 2019 for a second, okay? 
And just the rumors, the rumors that Facebook was going to have Libra pumped up the price uh, just unnaturally. And then it, it didn't happen then. And uh, yeah, it, the price went back down. This is happening. So I just want you to take that. Uh, when is it going public? I don't exactly know. It's just going to happen. They're they're prepping right now for it. They they've given out the information. It, they I guess the, it, it. I don't know all the technicals behind it, like on when they can legitimately do it. I think they can do it now. Um, the way they're planning on doing it is is a little bit different than uh, what we're used to. But the the fact is is that they are going to go public, and it, it's going to be a huge story. And uh, it's very soon. So it could pop up any day. It could happen any day. So you got to be prepared for that. All you people, woe is me. Woe is me. It's going to go lower. How about if next week, on Wednesday of next week, they go public? It's not going to go lower that day. Is, is, the, is it ever going to dip below that again? I don't know. Um, uh, uh, all right. Someone says uh, the Coinbeast needs a consultant for writing smart contracts. I think like the hey, Joe, contact Coinbeast. Coinbeast, we, we had John the, in, who was in charge of Coinbeast. They're doing great things. I do their TikToks. The TikTok is linked to below. If you if you want to talk to them about working for them, go 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 ahead. He he's open to lots of ideas. Do you think Coinbeast stock will move uh, in line with Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah, at times a, a lot. But you got what we're gonna get into. Is that it, you know the reason everyone so many people blindly hate on Coinbase is because they sell altcoins, okay? So there could be a situation where Coinbase, uh, where Bitcoin zooms to the moon, and some major catastrophe happens with altcoins. That probably wouldn't be good for Coinbase. But generally, uh, as Bitcoin goes up. Coinbase, uh, the, the stock of Coinbase will go up generally, but they 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 do have a lot riding on altcoins too, and that they're welcome to do that. Okay, there's a market out there for altcoins. You know, all these impulsive eighty percenters. They, it, it, there's a reason they're called the eighty percent. They make up the majority. The majority of people do foolish things with their money. They're gonna so they serve that niche. Okay, it's, it's more than a niche, isn't it? It's more pound that like button, everybody. It's it's more than it's more than. I'm happy to be freaking alive, baby. Uh, um, will Coinbase sell Dogecoin? Yeah, they probably will eventually because they they cater. I don't do they don't they already? I don't know. Um, but yeah, they 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 sell worse than Dogecoin already. So why not go go there? It's uh, better than half the stuff they sell. Uh, so and, and uh, again, it, it's. The general world will, will be aware of Coinbase and they like things like, like Dogecoin. So they they cater to a market. Now, a lot of people have also pointed out in the past, you know, when I post on, on a Twitter or, or a video where it shows, you know, I, I bought a Bitcoin for $220 once or I just bought two Bitcoin for $10,000 total. So instead of people saying, you know what, you know, Adam, you've gotten rich because of Coinbase. You, you, you've done very well. Uh, they say you bought at Coinbase. Okay, I want everyone to go back in time here. But you know, when I started buying Bitcoin in 2013, when I bought my first two for a combined a little over $1,200. Okay, you know, a lot of people are envious of that now. They say it was luck. No, 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 no. It was again, again. I was into it. I put my money where my mouth was. But there were what were the options in November of 2013? Coinbase had just come out. 
What were my other options? What happened if I would have bought it at Mount Gox? Oh, I would have been so manly and awesome. And I, right, guys, right? If I would have just been buying at Mount Gox all along. And again, I didn't have it. There was no Trezor then. I People were keeping stuff at exchanges then. I didn't move it off of Coinbase uh, right away. So I wouldn't have moved it off of Mount Gox right away. What would have happened to me? So Coinbase provided a very good service from the minute they freaking started. They provided something where people, if, if, instead of buying a Mt. Gox, Americans could have easily bought a Coinbase and not got totally ripped off by Mt. Gox, had, had gotten hacked. Coinbase has never been hacked. Now, I'm not saying don't keep it at a third party, but we're, let's go back in time to 2013, 2014. What were the options? The people who bought at Coinbase and who have foolishly kept their Bitcoin there all this time, well, they're millionaires. They, they should have get their Bitcoin off of Coinbase. But Coinbase was a – so all, all the people out there, oh, you bought at Coinbase? What, you wanted me to buy at Mt. Gox? Do, do you even know the history, people? Okay, so from the minute they started, they, they provided a service for Americans. Eventually, they made it easy for Americans to buy uh, altcoins with fiat, which is, you know, whatever. That's that's their thing. There's a market for that. So there's a lot of hatred for Brian Armstrong out there. Oh, he's a he's a billionaire. It's wrong. He's a billionaire. No, 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 no. What the, why is it wrong? Why is it wrong? There's I, I'm looking to an article below. He's already one of the richest uh, 500 men on earth or something like that. We'll, we'll cover that in one second. I, I'm, I'm jumping my head. I'm going I'm going a little off script here. Let me let me go to my script. I'm going to make sure uh, my notes. And, and so I was thinking of this when I was running the other day. So it's a garbled mess. Everything that I wrote down when I got home. But uh so I, I just, again, I want to re remind everyone, they're going public. This is coming. It's unavoidable. It is unavoidable. And so you have that insider information and you can cry and scream, oh, it's not really insider information. It sort of is. <laughs> but by the way that people try to flip and trade and say, oh, uh, you know, I I'll get it. I'll sell now and it's going to go lower. When that happens. Okay. Now, yes. So. Um. All right. Yeah. So there's so much noise out there. There's so much noise out there. This is what you need to focus on. They're going public. That's not noise. Now, uh, Brian's Armstrong's worth between seven billion and fifteen billion dollars. The Coinbase CEO is among the world's five hundred richest people. Okay. So what? Great. He's a billionaire. It would be better if he was a trillionaire for us. Okay. It would be better if he was the richest man on earth. We'd be doing quite well, also. So critical thinking people here just don't follow the herd when they go piling on Brian Armstrong, when they go piling on Coinbase. What, what's wrong with these things? It's great for us. It is going to be very good if you're a Bitcoin holder. He stuck up against cancel culture when all these CEOs are licking the boot. OK, he stood up against that. But no, he's the villain. He's this because he sells altcoins. He's horrible. He's a, he's a, this is how irrational the Bitcoin Inquisition is. Totally irrational. Totally lacking critical thinking. Um, now, has has his business – you can rip on him. for They've dealt with companies that do uh, research into uh, – you know, the, the history of, of, of the Bitcoin, where you got it from, tracking your Bitcoin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. OK, he does, it, it is true. He, they do deal with companies that I, I wouldn't deal with, whatever. But he wanted to get in good with the government. OK, he'd be that much further away. It, it's it's sad that we live in an environment where you have to, uh, you know, get getting good with the government in, in order to go public. OK, 
So he got in good with them by saying, oh, look, you know, I'm not letting bad people uh, buy here. I'm, I'm dealing with companies that, that track people. I buy in companies that track people. Did he buy one too? I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I forget the whole thing, okay? But, but looking at the bigger picture, Coinbase doing well is very good for Bitcoin holders, despite the fact that they might not do some of the best things with the government, despite the fact that they're selling a lot of altcoins and whatever. And despite the fact that it's just natural for people to just be so envious and to, to talk about this income inequality nonsense and, and just be angry that he's going to become even richer now. So what? You be, you're going to get richer also. May he become a trillionaire. May he become the world's first trillionaire. That is great. I have no problem with that at all because that means I'm going to be that much closer to being <laughs> down that like button, baby. All right. All right. Uh, compete, don't complain. He is competing. All these people complain and complain and hate on him. All he keeps doing is, is expanding his business, making his business bigger. Coinbase keeps growing. It's the next Facebook, uh, this article, uh, uh, a very interesting article. Let me uh, – let me quote here. Coinbase is the next Facebook, really. Coinbase is a rare, profitable unicorn and will offer public market investors a chance to buy into the crypto craze without buying Bitcoin. <laughs> and I don't know why people people are so idiotic that they, they don't want to buy the real thing. They want a third party like this. It's just so unbelievably insane. But hey, they're giving them that option. Just like the people are like, no, I, I, I got to buy MicroStrategy instead of buying Bitcoin. It, it may, it, it's just as irrational. It's just as irrational buying Coinbase instead of buying uh, uh, Bitcoin. Uh, but still, it, it's it, they're giving that opportunity to those irrational, um, I guess, yuppie. I don't know who, who, they, who the heck thinks they uh, – uh, thinks that's the way to buy Bitcoin is by owning Coinbase. But whatever, the, the traditional financial people like that. Uh, Coinbase's stock, uh, stock is poised to soar when it debuts. And again, that'll be a huge, that'll probably make Bitcoin soar because the company is built to be a bank and banks make money. The cryptocurrency giant's public listing will be the most valuable of any U.S. tech company since Facebook. Again, let me repeat that last part. The cryptocurrencies giant's public listing will be the most valuable of any U.S. tech company since Facebook. Oh, no, but it's a bad thing. Oh, I'm so jealous. Think about that for a second when I just read there. Oh, got a little spittle there. You know I'm excited. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with a lot that was there. And uh, I, I talk about, yeah, all the, the screaming Karens. Uh, so, so what happened to the New York Times articles that tried to rip on Brian Armstrong? And call him a a, a a bad word, a word I, I don't want to say. They tried to, that, that he was uh, prejudiced, you know, that his company was a prejudiced company. Uh, what, he stood up to them. He would not back down. He would not lick the boot. The New York Times went after him full throttle. And what happened? Nothing. He's about to go public and become even richer. That's what happens when you have cojones. Okay. That's what happens when you have a backbone. He did not back down. He said, if you don't like it, if you if you enjoy cancel culture or whatever, leave my company. I'll pay you to leave my company. New York Times can keep on ripping on me. And, and boy, did they try to. And you can see today in the world, for those that you keep up on current events, New York Times has ripped up on a lot of people, ripped on a lot of people. And then they beg for forgiveness and they go down the freaking toilet because they have no backbone, because they can't stand for, for what they were standing for beforehand, they go, they go give in to the pressure of the New York Times and all these ridiculous institutions out there. Okay, he didn't give in to them. So this is a this you, you should be very you should look up to the guy and say you know this is an example. He and he is 
flourishing now. This is what happens when you have a backbone. All the wimps that that you know got ripped on by it's unfortunate they got ripped on by the New York Times. The New York what is the New York Times? You think they're a news organization? No, they're just a power organization. They think their their goal is to point out mistakes people made ten years ago or something like that. They they think they're giving a public service there. They have a bunch of woke. I don't know how old they're children that work there. Woke children that that, that think they're doing something good by trying to inhibit and uh, get rid of progress. No, no, no. And so they tried to inhibit progress. They were envious that this man is making so much money and they couldn't do a thing. They couldn't touch him. This is what happens when you stand up. So good for him, good for them. May they become richer and richer and show when, and most people do not draw these conclusions that I'm drawing right now, but they're not critical thinkers. They're just like, oh man, yeah, he sells all coins, he sucks. They don't understand what he did to the New York Times, what the New York Times tried to do to him. Okay, that was a, not a very nice article. All right, it was horrible. It was horrifying what they, what they tried to do to him, and it just slid right off of him. And so, that is what Bitcoin is being about: unconfiscatable, not dealing with uh, with the normies of the world. But you can bring yourself down to that level. Okay, if if you if you bow to them, if you cower to them. Okay, and he, he clearly did not do that. And um, just you, you too can. Fight back against New York Times just by by owning uh, Bitcoin. How about we we tie it up right there with that? All right, now we got we got some questions there. I'll get to that in a second. So yeah, we, we hit a one trillion dollar market cap. Uh, we're one one step closer to returning to that one trillion dollar market cap. Ari Paul said uh, this on LinkedIn. I noticed this on LinkedIn. I first started encouraging endowments to consider Bitcoin as an investment in late 2016, but what it was too small to be investable. Uh, back when it was a $15 billion market cap. Uh, and it was already up 100x at that point too, over, over five years. Bitcoin just uh, crossed the $1 trillion market cap. So he, he's saying that now, you know, he tried to convince them back then, but these institutions, they they, they got these magic numbers in their heads. They, uh, I mean, it, it's like FOMO to them. All right. They, they, they don't FOMO until it reaches a, a certain uh, level there. And, uh, so for that, right now, it's Bitcoin is becoming more of a legitimate tool for many of these entities, okay, in their financial toolbox. Okay, now that it's a trillion dollars or it's close to a trillion dollars again, they can use it. It's cool for all sorts of entities. It's opened up the, you know, they should have been using it all, all along, okay? Like Ari Paul was telling them back in 2016, like I was telling people back in 2016, okay? But for all you people who put these institutions on the pedestal say they're brilliant, okay, there, there comes a point when, I mean, they, they have a certain uh, fear level and they can't take it until it gets to a certain point. It's gotten to that point. So I want you to keep that in mind because we are living in, in a financially odd world right now where, but it is a legitimate tool. You can rip on it as much as you want to. It's gotten to a trillion dollars in a market cap. It is Clearly a legitimate tool for all these entities. Some of them are going to use it, all right, to diversify, to, to protect against inflation, to, 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 for, to, for unconfiscatable reasons, for uncensorable reasons. Some people will be forced to use it because banks are going to cut them off. It is in the toolbox now. It is legitimate. So for all you people who say, oh, it's going to go down the tubes. It's out there. It's not. There's no turning back. If there's no taking it out of your financial toolbox 
out of these entities. And when I say entities, I, I'm using that word because it could be a, a rich people, rich uh, universities, just, just what Ari Paul was talking about, endowments, family offices, all sorts of things. It's legit now. It's too legit to quit. Like freaking MC Hammer. Was it, was it MC Hammer? Did too legit. Too legit to quit. <laughs> All right, pound that freaking like button. Yes, I'm from Baltimore. Now, okay. <laughs> um, originally from Baltimore. I spent very little time there, there. But I'll be back for Passover. I'll be home for Passover. But will Adam's family be paranoid about diseases? Hopefully not. <laughs> Adam won't. All right, now, uh, let's see. Oh, God. And yes, on March 13th, we will celebrate here the anniversary of the day that all the weak hands panicked on every financial market in this on this planet and how Adam Meister bought two Bitcoin that day for uh, $10,000. All right. But and it'll just be a reminder. We will call it weak hand day just to remind how horrible and silly weak hands can be and that you should not pedestal. Uh, the weekend mentality. And we're going to get into that in a second. We're going to talk about you 80 percenters who like the pedestal dudes like Kevin O'Leary, who just changed their minds. And, uh, you know, when a, a, an incredibly rich man like Kevin O'Leary rips on Bitcoin and people like listen to him and then he changes his mind, he's still pretty darn rich. All right. But the people who blindly worshiped him, they're not <laughs> because they're like, oh, he says it's, it's a garbage dump. So I'm not going to get into it. And that was when Bitcoin was $20,000. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Now it's over $40,000. So if, if you listen to him back then, you know, have fun staying poor. He didn't have fun staying super rich. So now he changed his mind. He's going to be super duper duper rich. I, I don't know. Um, I'm not envious of him. I'm just pointing out for all the people who like think the dude's a genius. And, he, and he's, a, he's a smart guy. He could be darn wrong. And in December, he was incredibly, incredibly wrong. But hey, they, you know, the 80 percenters went along with it. Now, um, oh yeah, Coindesk uh, reminds us that Google Finance adds a crypto tab. Now, uh, I link to it below. If you use Google Finance, now at the top, they list the price of uh, Bitcoin, Bcash, Litecoin, and Ethereum, which are all the ones that PayPal sell, coincidentally, I guess those three altcoins are definitely in the top tier of uh, altcoins. I mean, they are. They are. But Ethereum is the next Ethereum. It, it's superior to Bcash and, and Litecoin. But why get into arguments about what altcoin is superior to, to another altcoin? Bitcoin is next Bitcoin. Eric of Last Resort says, it's not a waste of electricity sec to secure your hard-earned money and your precious time on this earth. Yes, it isn't. It's not a waste of electricity to secure your hard-earned money and your precious time on this earth. That is a link to below. He watches that this show. I hope he's watching right now. Uh, let's see what questions we have here. The fact that Coinbase fights the social justice warrior culture in their own organization makes me want to work for them. Yeah, I, I, again, yeah, I don't blame you. If you're going to have to work for someone else, now I encourage everybody to work for themselves. That's truly an accomplishment in the Bitcoin overlay. If you got to work for someone else, I yeah. They'd seem like they're fun to work for. Uh, all right. Now let's let's move along. We got a lot of people. Keep on asking those questions. Do some super chats. But you got to get my attention with make it get, turn colored. Spell my name right. Bitcoin Meister, M-E-I-S-T-E-R. All right. Now we did. Uh, 
Yeah, and John Vallis, Kyle Kemper, and BTC Dragon Lord were on my show this week in Bitcoin on Friday. It will be at noon again this Friday, and, and BTC Benny will be one of the guests, uh, most likely, if all goes well. Noon Friday this week in Bitcoin, right here, as we have it every Friday. Uh, this says, uh, and here, Peter Schiff. I want to read you a Peter Schiff quote, and we're going we're gonna to dissect it real quick, because th there's something to this. Congratulations to those who bought Bitcoin early. I agree with that. Uh, pumped up the price. Well, they didn't pump up. And who's been, who've been dumping into the hype. Now, dumping into the hype, I don't like that. No, yeah, I'm offended by selling. Uh, you succeeded in getting Wall Street to buy into the mania. Now, he is correct. Wall Street is buying into the mania. And we bought before Wall Street bought. Ari Paul was telling people to buy before Wall Street bought. People now he's saying Peter Schiff is saying yeah they're only buying because uh you you uh, individuals have created a mania and they have fallen for it oh you've tricked the genius and they are geniuses on Wall Street so he's saying we've tricked geniuses he's almost saying like uh, he's almost saying uh, I don't want to put words in the mouth but like people that are uh, day traders can trick Wall Street people that work for those mega firms, uh, people who went to Harvard and Yale and Brown and uh, who work for these uh, Morgan Stanley, they're being tricked by regular people. Okay. When I first learned about Bitcoin, he says, I didn't think smart investors would be dumb enough to buy. I was wrong. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this. Um, you were wrong. You were wrong. And you said I was wrong. This is the closest he's going to come to admitting he was wrong about Bitcoin. He's twisting it around a little bit, saying, you know, smart people are buying it now. I never thought smart people would buy it. But the only reason smart people are buying it is because stupid people trick them. <laughs> All right. So that's if, you, if you're if you're holding your breath for Peter Schiff to, to admit he was wrong, that's the closest you're going to get right there. But he is pointing out some reality here. The smart money is here. OK, it, Wall Street is here. All right. They, they are buying up Bitcoin. It isn't make believe land. This is something that is happening. And this was not happening the last time around when he was ripping on Bitcoin in 2017. OK, it is different. It is different this time. It is a different type of buyer. And, you know, you can live in a fantasy world and think they're being tricked and fooled by by unintelligent people. That, that's fine. Okay, whatever. You know, come up with your you know, again, he, he's not competing. He, he's just complaining. Now, you could say he's competing on a certain level. We you know. His his gold company is competing against Bitcoin, I guess, but have fun staying pretty wealthy in, in Puerto Rico. You you could be wealthier, Peter. You you could be uh you you could be like a, this this O'Leary guy. Uh, we're gonna talk about him in a second. Crypto is the first global market where consumers front ran the institutions. That is Vinnie Lingham's quote, and that is true. That is true. The institutions had to wait until it was a trillion dollars or until Michael Saylor made it OK uh, or until uh, we tricked Wall Street into, into buying it. It, it. it has been a pleasure to uh, front run the institutions, not because I want revenge against banks. No, 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 no. It's been a pleasure to be to buy Bitcoin before the banks did because I become very wealthy because of it <laughs> for me, for me. I'm not, I don't care about destroying banks at all. Banks are going to 
become they're going to do great off of this. The people who are going to do horrible off of this are the people who just hate banks, who who hate everything and refuse to do anything and just complain all day long. Okay. Who don't buy, who are no coiners. They're the ones who are going to do the doomers, the doomers, the people who are scared to live. This is about, you know, living, buying, being in motion. Okay. The people who are stuck in their basements, scared of the diseases and stuff. They're, they're the ones who aren't going to do well. Banks are going to do well. But I, I again, we, we did front run. It's been a plot. I, I talked about 2013 buying from Coinbase instead of Mt. Gox. I'm, I'm very happy about that. I didn't destroy anyone. I made Adam Meister richer. I made Adam Meister incredibly free to travel this whole freaking planet and not have to worry about my future or my family's future at all. Pound that like button. Now, um, I mean, I don't know what retirement insecurity is. I don't know what worrying about retirement is. I don't know that concept because I was in motion in 2013 and 14 and 15 and 16. I didn't listen to FUD. I didn't listen to Peter Schiff. Team. Peter Schiff and I used critical thinking. All right. So uh, let's continue. And I bought a Coinbase. <laughs> it's such a joke when I hear people. I know people are like 80 percenters when I post those things on Twitter showing that I bought Bitcoin for cheap. And the only thing they can say is you bought at Coinbase. It's it's just so typical of the world. That's like what fancy sets and graphics. They're the same people who would rather watch a show that has fancy sets and graphics than listen to a, a person who actually became wealthy from Bitcoin. I mean, who, who actually has a backbone, who actually stands for something. But that's most of the world. That Don't be those 80 percenters. That's what I've been telling you for years. And this, this show is so freaking original. You don't get stuff like this anywhere else. Pound that like it. Best guest in the space. Best show in the freaking space. Okay. You're a 20 percenter if you get this freaking show. Okay. And you're one. Again, somebody else sent me a DM this weekend saying they become a millionaire because of me. There's a, there's a good chance, a better chance that, that you're a millionaire watching me all these years than watching some uh, fancy session graphics show that, that comes and goes, okay? Where they're like, oh, you know, this week by Litecoin, this week by Ethereum, this week by uh, IOTA. Yeah. All right, but they stand for nothing. <laughs> for me, it's been simple all along. Buy and hold Bitcoin. That's it. Buy and hold Bitcoin. That's, that sums up the whole show. Now, uh, let's go to uh, this 80% lesson real quick. O'Leary... Kevin O'Leary had always been had always been worried about regulators coming down hard on Bitcoin in December. And we talked about this here. He warned that grown men are going to weep when that happens. You will never see a loss of capital like that ever in your life. It will be brutal. Shark Tank's Kevin O'Leary reverses stance on Bitcoin, says crypto is here to stay. Invest three percent of his portfolio. That's today. Just two months pass. He goes from talking about grown men uh, crying about Bitcoin uh, to that now 3% of his portfolio is in it, okay? So if, if you listen to the December version of him and, and didn't buy Bitcoin when it was a blow 20000 now it's it's over 40000 So you, you can still buy it, right? <laughs> and I, I give him credit for changing, but he, he, he you know, he's so firm in, with his statement. You know, people are going to cry. This is, you know, it's a joke, whatever it is. And then two months later, so people change their minds. Okay, don't don't put all your uh, eggs in one basket because of what one one dude says. 
uh, one famous guy says that's got a reality TV show. Don't worship reality TV show guys. I think some people have learned that the hard way. Um, all right, now. <laughs> all right, let's. We, we got this is a rare one. This is from Tech Goyle. Goyle, I don't know this. I it's linked to below. I, it will be at least. Had three calls today with companies listed on the Mexican stock market, asking about how to add Bitcoin to their asset portfolio with the currency volatility in Latin America. It's a no-brainer decision. That, that, that's a weird one. Mexican stock market companies uh, trying to add Bitcoin to their asset portfolio. We got to expand our minds here. It's not just European and uh, North American companies, you know, Canada and the United States, uh, buying uh, Bitcoin. It, we're, we're talking Central America, South America, African. Who knows who's next to do it, okay? There are a lot of people on that list. That can, because it is a legitimate financial tool in their toolboxes now, okay? Bloomberg article here says something that I have been saying for years. <laughs> they finally got around to realizing this. <laughs> this is what happens when you listen to the mainstream media. You're that far behind. If you want to bet on Bitcoin, bet on Bitcoin. If you really think the cryptocurrency is a winner, don't bother with Bitcoin-related companies. Invest directly. I said that before with with Coinbase, I said that before with MicroStrategy, I've said that before with these ETS, whatever are going to come out. If you think it's the winner, buy it. Don't try to pl play all these fancy uh, games uh, and, and try to buy it indirectly. But what's buying indirectly mean? What is that? Is that that's not real? That's not you didn't buy it. The only thing when you own something is when you directly freaking buy it. And you control your private key. Uh, JF four zero one eight says Bitcoin Meister, you made me, you made my retirement. Uh, you made my retirement after you visited me in Dublin, thanks to you. Mm-hmm. JF, I loved being in Dublin. It, it is what, – what, and I'm great that I uh, – there was someone else there who <laughs> had already become a Bitcoin millionaire at that – there was somebody else there who I've not heard from for a while who you know got in around when I got in and, and used to comment a lot here. I don't know what happened to him. I love Dublin. Uh, I do uh, watch Computing Forever on BitChute, again, because I'm not an algorithm servant, and I actually watch uh, – and Big, uh, uh, Dave Cullen is an Irishman who's telling the truth about what's going on, nonsense that's going on, on, on in, in terms of the, the Irish uh, government just being authoritarian and, 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 and ridiculous. And so I, I'm so happy – when I can hear from Irishmen who, who have become millionaires uh, through uh, being in the, in the Bitcoin overlay. And uh, yeah, I want to return to Dublin one day. I really, I loved, I liked my time there a lot. And uh, I got to visit Google uh, in, uh, I got to make a presentation in front of uh, Google in, in, in Dublin then, thanks to a really awesome dude who still watches this show. All right. Who, who, who's not in uh, Ireland. All right. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, uh, the, the Disrupt Meister. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Pound that like button. Did, did I cover everything? Yeah, I, I think I answered everybody's questions. Thanks a lot, everyone. Enjoy life. See you later. This was a fun one. Bye-bye. Thanks.